guys welcome back to a special episode of the three technique a college football podcast here at the intersection of the x's and o's and the jimmies and joes i am garrett turney uh again this is a special episode so the boys will not be joining me today we have a special guest uh but first before we get into that i did want to shout out all of our social medias uh go ahead head over to instagram twitter find us there at three tech pod uh, we really appreciate the support you've been giving us guys recently um podcast has been growing a bunch and we really appreciate the interaction uh also don't forget if you have a question for us you can head over email us at uh it's three tech pod at gmail.com um go ahead send us your emails we love doing that thinking about a mailbag uh episode coming up pretty soon uh and then as well uh leave a five-star review wherever you listen to this spotify apple podcast whatever it is you listen on go ahead and give us a review we really appreciate that as well uh, so today, like I said, it's a special episode. We're going to be talking about Michigan, and I figured it'd be really fun to get a fan of a Big Ten school on the podcast to kind of talk about their school. So we are talking today with Teddy Moore. He's a family friend of mine. We've known each other for a long time. They moved here. Gosh, it must have been second or third grade for us uh, when y'all moved here from California. Uh, and he is a Michigan fan. Um, we, we are talking about Michigan today. Uh, really excited to have you on today, Teddy. Appreciate you coming on. Hey, Garrett. You know, I really appreciate it. Um, first of all, just I know no one's going to see this, but I am wearing our um, championship conference shirts today. Hey, there you so go. Had to represent. And then, um, of course, <clears throat> and to this day, JT will always be short. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Uh, JT was a wee little man. Sorry about it. Uh, Joe and Longview, this may not be the episode for you. You might want to go ahead and click this one off. So yeah, uh, anyway, so, <laughs> yeah, sorry about it, man. Uh, anyway, so uh, Teddy, go ahead. I wanted to kind of start this off. So obviously, I know you and your dad, big Michigan fans. Um, go ahead and tell me the story, kind of how you became a Michigan fan, you know, because again, born California, come over here, Texas. So not necessarily a natural sort of geographical connection to the school, but give us a story. How did you become a Michigan fan? <clears throat> yeah. So it all started with my dad. Um, he had a, a friend in high school uh, named Mark, and he actually ended up going to the University of Michigan. And so my dad, like they were like when they were like lifelong friends. Right. So Right. Uh, they stayed in touch after high school and <clears throat> my dad would go to games up there in Michigan. And um, he said the first time he he went to a game there, he saw those, you know, those iconic wingtipped helmets and just the the atmosphere of the big house, you know, sitting. And I'm pretty sure he said they're all like bleacher seats, kind of like at the Cotton Bowl in Dallas. Right, right. So you, you're you're crammed shoulder to shoulder with those people there. <clears throat> and he just said the atmosphere of it, just the just being in the big house itself just was just, you know, really just really like swept him. It was just like from like that day on, he loved it. And all the years that his friend was at the university, he just, you know, he fell in love with it and would go up there constantly visit in the fall. And so, you know, I I come along, you know. Yeah. And it's that it's that classic, you know, you're born into it, right? You know, I bleed right. maize and blue, so so, and that's just my team forever will always be my team. Yeah, man. That's awesome. Yeah. No, I remember we went on a vacation maybe a couple of years ago uh, with my family and we went up to Michigan and I remember we drove past the big house and I just had to stop and, you know, get out, take a picture. And I remember kind of going up to it. It's a little unsuspecting from the street, but then you peek over into it and it's just massive. And so, yeah, I can mm -hmm. imagine going to a game with a friend like that, you would immediately fall in love, uh, especially if you didn't necessarily have a rooting interest of your own. Um, and so I guess when it comes to being a Michigan fan, what are some of those things that you just love about being a Michigan fan, right? There's things that are special to every fan base. What are some of those things that you think are special about being a Michigan fan? You know, it's, it's, it's one of those things where 
it's kind of hard to pick just one specific thing, right? I mean, you can go with the iconic wingtip helmets, right? That's that's, that's everyone's, great, yeah. everyone's you know go to. But like, I think when like I when I able was able to experience a game there, right? So they played at the Cowboy Stadium, I believe it was 2016 when they played Florida, right? Yeah, and so we we uh, my dad and I we we went to that game. And I remember when they announced that game. Because I've been wanting to go to a game so bad, especially like I can't mm-hmm. like someday we will go to Ann Arbor and we will see a game at the big house. Right. But right. and so we were. So I saw the tickets dropped and I sprint, sprinted to my mom. Oh, yeah. Like, mom, we need these tickets. Like I, I, I <laughs> just like, you know, we will sell everything. I don't care. You know, <laughs> this 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 will be my Christmas birthday gift for the next four or five years. I don't I was like, but we need to go. Right. I was yeah. begging and pleading. And so we were able to go. And when I tell you that we were there from as soon as we could be there, we were there like it was like an 11 a.m. kickoff time. Right. So we were there. I'm pretty sure gates opened like nine, nine thirty or something like that. But we were. In the parking lot at eight o'clock, and we were walking around, and just the atmosphere there alone was just amazing. Like saying "Go Blue" to every other fan, and then hearing just different like Michigan fans and Florida fans just jawing back and forth and saying, "No, we're the best! No, we're the best!" It was just like, (laughs) like, oh my goodness! Like this is such an incredible atmosphere, and I just loved it. Right. So it's just like one of those things where it's like. It's really not a favorite thing about it. I think it's just like it's it's something like, you know, you just you have to experience it. Right. And just it was just one of those things where I would never forget that day. I always love it when those pictures pop up and just reminds me and it literally like I can close my eyes and take me back. And, you know, we we sat we sat middle deck. So we had, you know, end zone middle deck like you couldn't ask for Mm -hmm. better seats. We were right below the band, heard the fight song. You know, it was just the whole day itself was just absolutely amazing. And so, yeah, I kind of went on a, off on a tangent there. And that was my favorite. No, but, totally, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Well, and I think the thing about it, too, is this is what makes college football so special. You know, we talk a lot about why we like college football as opposed to maybe other sports. And I think there's just something about the environment with college football, the environment when it's your team and you're there with all the other fans. There's just something a little bit more about it. You know, there's a, an extra something to the atmosphere. It, it's a little bit more special. And so, yeah, no, getting to go to a game like that, uh, especially at a big stadium, big venue like Jerry World, that would have been, I mean, amazing. Um, and obviously hope you get to get up to Ann Arbor soon. Um, but, uh, fingers, fingers crossed for sure. Fingers crossed. There we go. Uh, let's go ahead and talk a little bit though, about what's happening on the field, right? Cause I mean, for you, Michigan had a fantastic year last year. Um, obviously making the playoff appearance, getting the number two seed, uh, maybe the appearance didn't go as well as a lot of Michigan fans hoped for a little disappointing into the season. I know we were there, kind of saw you. Uh, with your dad, uh, a little disappointed watching that game on TV, unfortunately. Um, take us kind of through, I wanted to pull up a couple of stats real quick. So uh, they finished last year 35.8 points per game. That came up 16th in the NCAA, so that's pretty solid. But what I thought was a little bit more impressive was 17.4 points against uh, from their opponents. That's eighth in the NCAA. That's a really, really good defense. And all of that happened on the fourth toughest strength of schedule. So when I'm looking at this, I'm saying, okay, they had a really, really tough schedule, played a lot of really good teams. Um, and for the most part, they weathered that schedule really, really well. Um, why do you think the Wolverines were so effective? I'm going to go both sides of the ball, right? So why were they so good on offense last year? And why were they even better on defense? So we'll start with the offense, like you said. Um, I mean, you know, you see a lot of these coaches, right? So like Jim Harbaugh, right? Definitely an older coach, right? He was bringing in more coaches that were like around his age level, right? And I think Mm -hmm. in the years past, those coordinators and coaches were having a hard time relating to these kids, right? right? So then you jump to this season, you have Josh Gaddis, fairly young coordinator. You had Mike McDonald, again, another fairly young coordinator. And I think those, those coordinators, they were really able to mesh with the kids, the guys and the players, you know, whatever, really well. You know, and honestly, in my opinion, you know, Josh Gaddis, probably one of the best OCs in the nation. Right. 
right? I mean, again, it makes your job really easy on offense when you have a two-headed monster coming out of the backfield and you've got receivers for days that can just go, you know, break off and just catch a ball right downfield. But I think a lot of the credit is honestly due to the offensive line. Right. And they, the offensive line definitely has a special place in my heart. I played an offensive line all throughout my, when I played football in junior high and high school. Right. But if you really watch the games last year, the offensive line was obviously able to set the tone early. Right. right. They, it was clear from like game one, Michigan wanted to establish the run game early. Yeah. And, they were, they were definitely able to do that. So then you get those defenses to commit to stopping the run. You run a play action, you know, and you saw in the very first game before, you know, unfortunately Ronnie Bell got hurt. He he broke off a seven, what, I think like 77, 75 yard touchdown yeah. reception. Like, how do you stop that? Right? Like, it's just like these, you, you can see the coaches on the opposing sideline scrambling, scratching their heads, you know, wondering. <laughs> How do we stop these guys? Because, yeah, okay, cool. We committed to stop the run, but then, oh, crap, you know, Cade's actually pretty decent at <laughs> throwing the ball, yeah. right? I know some people will argue with me and say, you know, his his deep ball isn't the greatest, but, you know, I don't you, you don't need to throw 50 yards every time you throw the football, right? Sure, yeah. So, like, it just um, – the offensive line was able to create a really clean pocket for Cade, and I wanted to see – here pulling up a quick stats it doesn't i don't know if you can see it on your end but he really didn't take a lot of sacks last year right yeah, no, he was not sacked very much no. no and he only threw six interceptions That's all year good. he only threw six interceptions um i had it on here somewhere his his first interception came at nebraska Right. And I'm pretty sure that may have been like a tip ball or it was like slightly thrown behind him. Right. Mm -hmm. The only really time you saw him throw an interception that was like way over his head was, I think, the playoff game. And it was, you know, clear that he was that, you know, I'm not afraid to say I think that game got to him a little bit. Right. Right. I think just that big stage, the atmosphere, you're playing Georgia. It's just I think it got to him right a little bit, right? I'm not afraid right. to admit that. And, you know, who knows, right? I mean, he could sit there all day long and say, oh, no, I was fine. It was just, you know, just it was just an off night. And maybe it was, right? I don't know. Right. Because he was really consistent throughout the season. I think that's the biggest thing on the offense that helped us, right, was the quarterback consistency right. in his play. Like, he made smart decisions most of the time. He made the right reads, right? He dumped it off. To the to, to the running back when he needed to, right? right? His, his his the biggest thing for me was his play was consistent and that was <laughs> so refreshing <laughs> to see after so many years of watching Michigan quarterbacks <laughs> just come in and just like hasn't necessarily been the brightest picture <laughs> of a quarterback for Michigan in years past. No, it definitely was not. And then on defense, I mean. <laughs> What more do you really need? To, what, what more do you really need to say? Right, you got Aiden Hutchinson holding it down on the defensive line, a dog. Okay, you got oh, yeah. Josh Ross, you know, linebacker, a dog. Okay, and you got <laughs> Daxton Hill, a dog. Like, oh, yeah. you have, and what's what was interesting was those three guys are all at the different levels of the defense. Right, Aiden's on the D line. <clears throat> Josh is a linebacker, and then Daxton was a free safety, right? Yep. So you got three really core leaders there that just really could, you know, pull someone into their face mask and say, hey, quit messing up, get it right, and then they fix it, right? And then you obviously saw the game, <clears throat> or you saw it when, like, when the when the defense definitely, like, when, when one of those guys was hurt, you could tell it definitely messed up. With the defense, there was the game right. in Rutgers when Josh Rosh got that stinger, and he mm-hmm. couldn't come back for the second half. You know, yeah, for, you know we won that game fortunately, but you could tell like the Rutgers were able once they broke through that first level of the defensive line, there really wasn't anyone there to right. stop them, and it right. wasn't before that you're getting these you know six seven yard runs, and then you know they're marching on the field, but you know, fortunately the defense was able to. Uh, to hold it together. Right. Right. And ultimately, 
and this was one of those games where the offense just for some reason could not get clicking, right? We scored early in the first, really couldn't do much the rest of the game after that. Like you were hoping and praying that, man, this defense, like we need to get a score on defense. We need a punt return. We need a kick up. Like we need something other than an offensive touchdown right now. And you saw that in the Rutgers game, and you especially saw that in the Nebraska game. Like, I yeah. was fully prepared for us. Like, this is it. Like, we're losing to Nebraska. Here comes all, <laughs> you know, here comes everyone saying, you know, fire Jim Harbaugh, fire. And it's just like, but it's the defense who saved us those games. And yeah. it's just like, it's wild to look at it and think about it. But like, you know, like, you, it's really like, it's just it's, it's easy to see why they were so good when you have those three core guys being leaders and stepping up. And it was just, you know, like, I mean, I don't know what more you can say about the defense other than that. <laughs> yeah, no, especially I think what they did so well was they had leaders. But like you were saying, in those key positions, right, they had I mean, Haskins was huge for y'all last year, obviously. Um, and, you know replacing him is going to be pretty tough. Hutchinson was, I mean, probably the best player that y'all have seen go through Michigan in a long time. Mm -hmm. And I mean, just an absolute monster on the line of scrimmage. And I think that's really why they had a lot of that success was just dominating the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. When you do that, especially in college football, it makes it really tough to uh, do what you need to do as the opposing team. Um, but, but not even just how good the Wolverines were, that's not even maybe the story here. I think the story really was what they did against who they played, right? Uh, obviously, really tough loss against Sparty, kind of the slip up uh, this year. Um, tough conditions, right? So you can't mm -hmm. maybe yeah. hurt it too much. But big win over Penn State. Y'all won the Big Ten, stomped all over Iowa. And maybe the most important thing was just handling Ohio State. Um, you know, it, it wasn't necessarily a super competitive game. You know, they kept it close, obviously, mm -hmm. but it felt like Michigan was kind of in the driver's seat the whole way there. You know, how big was that for Michigan to kind of get over the hump? I know a lot of the Harbaugh criticism was not winning the rivalry games. H how big was that for him? And what were some of the biggest moments? What do you think maybe was the key moment of last season for Michigan? So I do want to touch base on the Sparty lost. Um, I'm still a little salty about that game. <laughs> um, that ball was coming out, okay? So, I mean, <laughs> for those of you who don't know, there was a play. There were uh, Michigan State, the guy had the ball. I think they were on their own three- or four-yard line. Mm -hmm. um, Aiden comes around the corner while being hold. Let me add that, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Sacks him, and the ball pops out and lands in the end zone. Mm -hmm. and, they, and they reviewed it, and the refs called him down. But – you can clearly see the ball coming out before his knee was ever or any body part of him was touching the ground, right? So again, right. I don't wanna I don't wanna harp too deeply. Yeah. Not that, that you've thought too much about it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, right, right. No, 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 no. But um I honestly really think that that game for Michigan was a really good heat check, right? right. Both teams came in undefeated. Both teams came in um, top ten ranked, if I if think I'm, so. Yeah. If, if I'm not mistaken, right? So, um, that game was a really good heat check moment, right? Like, are we really this good? You know, can we play at a, like? Can we take that next step to play to elevate our game, right? Right. And you know, you saw you saw in the post game interviews. You know, yeah, they were obviously upset. Like, right? Like, I've never seen a happy guy after losing a game, especially to a bitter rival like that. Mm -hmm. You know, right? Like, so, you know, you can't blame them for sounding a little down and sad. But, like, you know, for the most part, it was all pretty positive. You know, they all kept saying, you know, you know, our goals are still within front of us, right? It's just, it's one loss, right? And I think what really was a turning point for us, for Michigan, was when um, we went to Penn State. We played Penn State, you know, and, again, mm -hmm. not the best playing conditions. It was, it was their quote-unquote <clears throat> – Whiteout game, which I will say, as much as I don't like Penn State, I think that it would be an amazing atmosphere. Oh yeah, go sit sure. in and be one day, right? So shout oh, out yeah. to Penn State. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but again, like you know, the offense kind of wasn't wasn't clicking again for some reason, right? Terrible playing conditions. Mm -hmm. The defense was keeping it close. But, you know, it was, you know, it's it's the adage. It was the same old thing, right? They were down in the fourth quarter, and they needed a drive to go win it. 
and yep. could 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 Michigan do that? Right. And so when you saw, you know, you saw that big runoff uh, played by by Eric All, he was like forty seven yards and scored, went to the house, you know, and then the defense did what the defense did and held their ground and you know, they won. And I think that was truly like, you know, the point where they're like, you know, okay, no, I think we can do this, right? I think this team right. can do it, right? You heard it, you know, in every, you know, when, when, when all the players were interviewed, the biggest thing I kept hearing or seeing was, you know, they were saying like, this team's different, right? The, and they were like, like, you just, you just don't know. You just understand like this team is, this team is right. different. And you could truly see it, like the, all the guys really meshed well together, right? And then Kate even went on to say that, you know, in past teams, you know, he thinks that they 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 would have lost that game, and I would agree with him. I really do. I don't, I don't think I really don't think Shea Patterson could have done that. I don't think Wilton Spade could have done that, right? So it's just like, yeah, like this team was different, and it was just definitely the turning point. Um, you know. Watching the Big Ten championship game, like so, actually, that was the first one I was able to actually witness and remember watching because they hadn't right. won one since two thousand four. I was, yeah, you know, a wee lad when that, <laughs> when that when that last happened. So, you know, but just just watch like and you like you said like the absolute beatdown of Iowa was just, you know, like, I. I really didn't think it was going to be that bad of a, a blowout, right? Oh, no, not at all. No. Like, I thought for sure they would have scored more than three points. But I think that just goes to show you that just how truly good they were, even when they had their, their reserves in for the most part, you know? Yeah. They were they were still able to hold them to three points for the whole game. I mean, like, what more do you need to say? Like, it was just that whole game was just incredible. And I just, you know – can't wait to can't wait to be back there again. We'll save yeah. that for we'll save that for later though. And then, <laughs> you know, again, sorry, Joe, I don't long view, but I have watched. You know, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna throw in a Sandlot reference here. Okay. I've watched, you know, Michigan get beat by Ohio State my whole adult life. <laughs> beat down after beat down after yep. beat down, and it's just like I was just like, when is this like? I literally thought, like, it was either last year – or no, not last year because I was COVID, so it doesn't count. But, <clears throat> you know, two, three years ago, I was like – I'm literally sitting there with the game, and I, mm-hmm. and, I, and I watch all the games with my dad. So, we're you know, we're both sitting there. We're both, you know, pissed off, and we're just like, like, why do we sit here and watch – you know, it's the same thing. Why do I right. sit here and watch this dumb game? Why do I care about such a dumb game? And I'm literally sitting there, and I'm like, I'm like are we ever going to beat Ohio State? Like, this is it, <laughs> right? Like, we are forever destined to go – you know, eleven and one, twelve and one, right? And our yeah. one loss is always going to come to Ohio State. Yeah, but you know, I in but like you know, I'm very passionate, very committed to my team, and I will always pick them to win, no matter how bad <laughs> they are underdogs. Right, right, and so I think that also helped. They were a dog at home against yeah. Ohio State. Not surprising, right? But then they were a dog at Wisconsin, which they hadn't won at Wisconsin since 2001. Right. And they won this year at Wisconsin, right? So you can mm-hmm. so like with that happening, the comeback on the road against Penn State, you kind of had a feeling things were brewing for a big season, right? But what yeah. was that ceiling? Where was it? Where where were we going where were we going to find a crash and burn? But man, that Ohio State game. I, I, I don't know what more you can say. Yeah. I will say, if, I, if my memory serves me right, because, again, I've watched that game <laughs> quite a few times because it brings a right. smile to my face. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think Michigan only trailed once in that game, and I believe it was when uh, Ohio State scored that touchdown to go up 10-7. I want to say it was it'll, definitely second quarter. Mm-hmm. But I, I forgot at what point in the second quarter. It may and it may have even even been the first quarter, right? But that was, it was early only, enough. Yeah. yeah, that was really the that was the only time Michigan trailed in that game. Yeah, right. And so right there, that you know that could have been you know foreshadowing number one. Man, this is going to be a wild game, different game. And then what I will say, when we stopped them on their first possession, forcing the punt, 
and we were driving down, you know, score seven zero. And we were driving to try to go up 14 zero. And then it happened. <laughs> Cade threw an interception. Mm-hmm. Should he have thrown that ball? You know, I, I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and tell you what throws he shouldn't or shouldn't throw because I'm not <laughs> on the field. But was it, was it a tight throw? Yes. But when that ball got picked off, and they kind of and they ran it back. Got I got a solid return, and yeah, here we go again. Yeah. yeah, I was just like, here we go. Like it's that slow burn, the beginning of the end, and it's just like this is it. Like, hey, we came out great first, great, great, great first drive, guys. Great first drive, and then yeah, <laughs> that's it. But it it did not end that way, fortunately. Yeah. And I will say another turning point in that game, um, coming out of half. Ohio State had the ball, mm-hmm. right? So we kicked it off. They had their first drive. I don't think it was three and out, but we were able to force the Ohio State to punt on their first possession coming at a half. Yeah, and you, and, yeah, and you and you and you watch Josh Rush. He came sprinting like a madman down down the gap in the zone and stopped the running back. And I'm pretty sure it was for a like like a one or two yard loss as right. well. But it was just like you could just tell like. You like no, like they're not like there's not like this first half wasn't a fluke. Like they're, they're mm-hmm. coming out just as good as they did in the first half, right? And so I think that really also set the tone for the rest of the right. second half. And it was just you know, like, like they say, and the rest was history. Yeah, smooth sailing from there. Um, I, I know a lot of people. You know, you can't really talk Michigan football too much without talking about Harbaugh. And the uh, the warmth relative to the rest of the seats in college football that he has, um, so you know I know going into last year, a lot of people were kind of getting low on Harbaugh. And again, not breaking through on the rivalry games, um, didn't seem like he was getting the team ready for what they needed to be. Uh, couldn't take that next step. But then this year, I think surprised a lot of people, and he takes that next step. Um, sort of just getting a temperature check from you. Where are you on Harbaugh? Uh, as far as, you know, do you like the way he's coaching him? Do you you maybe want to see some more? You know, where are you with Coach Harbaugh? Um, you know, again, I I don't I, I don't speak for all the fans here, but I think for right now his job is safe this year. Sure. Right. I mean, look, yes, you beat Ohio State. You got to the you won you won a championship, you won a Big Ten title. You, we got absolutely, you know, unfortunately embarrassed in the playoff game. But, like, no one had us going that far. No one even had us winning our division. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure we were we were supposed to finish, like, fourth or fifth in, in, in the preseason, you know, ranking or, you know, whatever you want to call them, right? It, it, but, like, he literally, like, Jim – just absolutely, it was like, oh, we're gonna finish like that. All right, fine. Let me show you what we can do. It was almost like a okay, okay, <laughs> yeah. And so, but like, honestly, you look at Jim. He really he hasn't had a losing season, right? You know, he has a reputation for coming in and fixing programs, right? You mm-hmm. look if if you real quick look at his records, you know, 2015, 2016, 10 and three, respectable, twenty seventeen. Eight and five, you know, not great. Step but I mean, yeah, but you know, okay, one, you're bowl eligible, right? Sure. And then if my memory corrects me or my memory serves me right, um, I'm pretty sure that was the year we had. It was almost like a, a carousel like quarterback, and we really didn't have a solid mm-hmm. quarterback that whole year, right? But yeah. you know, still a bowl game. 2018, ten and three. 2019, nine and four. You know, and then you look at 2020, COVID year, two and four. We kind of just throw that off to the side, throw my mark, mark a little asterisk, you know, whatever you want to sure, do. Sure. Yeah. And then, you know, this past year, 12 and two, right? Like, yeah, the guy knows how to win. Yeah. Right? Like, obviously, you know, that's what he does. It's, is, is it to everyone's liking? You know, obviously not. You know, I'm sure you're, you're, you're the same way about Jimbo, right? Like, the guy hasn't had a losing season. You know, but this is not what we're this is not what we brought him in for. It's not what we're paying him millions of dollars to do, right? And look, I know he is one in five against Ohio State and three or four against Sparty. And he's only brought in one title in his well, I think seventh seventh year going to eighth year at, mm-hmm. at at the school. Right. But like, you know, at, 
you just got to trust the process. Right. Right. I know the process is taking far longer than a lot of fans would like, but you just, you got to trust the process. I think this is just, this is just the beginning, right? What we saw last year is just a taste of what is going to happen. And I think what Jim is doing in Ann Arbor and for me personally, I could not be more excited. Yeah, no, it certainly seems like he's bought some goodwill with the fans. I mean, you know, that's what a conference championship and a playoff appearance will do for you and beating your main rival, not to definitely, say the least. Definitely. So uh, let, let's kind of look into next year. Now, obviously, I'm going to save a lot of the sort of preview for next year for our uh, preview mm-hmm. episodes that we're doing. But kind of looking at what they're bringing in, what they lost, they bring back a lot on the offense, but maybe not as much on the defense. You are losing Haskins. He was a machine. Um, and there's some speculating that this could be the best offense Michigan has anyways, right? This, this could be the best offense that Michigan's brought back in a long time. Um, the issue I think that I'm seeing and a lot of people are seeing is going to be on the defense, sort of replacing Hutchison, Ajabo, and, and seeing, you know, maybe how salty that defense can be without some of those studs. Um, and, and obviously probably what's even worse is losing the defensive coordinator, uh, Mike McDonald heading back to uh, the NFL to defensive coordinate for the uh, Ravens. Um, you know, I think a, a lot of people are going to look at sort of, okay, well, they lost a lot, so probably they're going to take a step back. Last year was a fluke anyways. And, and I think we can expect maybe some regression. What do you think are maybe some realistic expectations? Well, let's start with the defense. What do you think we can expect from the defense realistically? Are they going to be as dominant, or do you think they take a step back? So the defense is definitely, you know, like I said, a lot of, a lot of question marks, right? Because mm-hmm. you're having to replace three dogs, absolutely, at every level, <laughs> right? So it's it's literally it's gonna be it's gonna be the mentality, and I think from what I've seen or heard from spring ball and going to fall camp is who's going to step up, right? Right, like you have your projected starters, and you have you're right, or your projected depth charts, or what all. But like it's mm-hmm. out of those guys, out of those eleven guys, who's going to be that that guy to step up and truly take, you know, be that new Aiden Hutchinson, that new Josh Ross, right? That's that's what's going to matter, right? And right. so, um, you know, as far as replacing Mike, like. Honestly, I'm not surprised, you know, because right. it, it's almost like I look at it, it's almost laughable, right? It almost came like it was like a loner from because Mike, you know, for those of you who don't know, uh, came highly recommended from Jim's brother, John, who is the head coach for the Ravens, mm-hmm. right? And so it's almost like it was like a loner deal, right? Like, oh, crap, I see what I just gave away. I want him back now. Sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, <clears throat> you know, but. Um, our new DC coming in, Jesse Minter, I believe is how you pronounce your last name. If not, I am terribly sorry. Um, (laughs) He's coming over from, from Bandy, which, you know, people might go, yikes. And honestly, (laughs) (laughs) I would agree, you know, just real quick, you know, he, their defense, uh, 118th in total defense, uh, 107th in rushing defense and 114th in, passing yards allowed right so just those three numbers and alone <laughs> make you kind of be like oh, who is this guy like what the hell is hey no, no disrespect to the smart no, people no. of uh, nashville tennessee so <laughs> no 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 that's not nowhere what i'm saying they're just these hey these are numbers i'm just right, a messenger yeah. don't shoot right <laughs> but again I, even 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 myself i'm looking at these numbers and i'm looking at this guy and i'm like and what the hell is Jim doing? Who, yeah. What? Like, yeah. <laughs> are you kidding me? But then, you know, I took, I took a step back. You know, like I said, I'm I'm a very realistic fan. I took I took a step back. I do a little reading. Um, he was pretty successful with the Ravens, right? Okay. He 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 started out as just an 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 assistant, you know, analyst, scout scout coach, you know, stuff like that. Slowly worked his way up to be an assistant DBs coach and then eventually taking over as the head DB coach. Um, and I think the year he coached, I'm pretty sure that he they had three Pro Bowl, three Pro Bowl selections. Wow. That was right. tough to say. Tough one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Words are hard for me. Sorry. <laughs> hey, you know. <laughs> but, you know, like the guy, he can, he can coach. Yeah, certainly. Right? And, 
And, you know, again, no disrespect to Vandy or Nashville, but I don't think they had the talent and the players that Michigan has. Definitely. Right? You give – it's almost like you give you give the guy the tools to be successful. It's can he do it, right? So here, here are all your players. And a lot of them, you know, coming back who had playing time last year, can you can you can we be successful again? Can you keep up, you know, not not miss a beat? And I, when I was also doing a little bit of research on this, he uh, Jesse also was serving on the defense at the same time Mike McDonald Mike McDonald was, right? And so the reason the hiring for this was Jim is thinking, okay, let me bring in a guy who you know has 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 the has the same scheme as Mike did, can hopefully bring that same energy with that team. And hopefully not miss a beat, right? Because I think they want to keep the defense running the same. And and uh, I laugh about it, but there were articles coming out about, you know, when Jim was looking for his new OC and his new DC. Um, part of the interview process or to, to come in was they had to bring, bring a game plan of how to beat Ohio State. <laughs> right. And so that's just, you know, I love, I love to see that, right? Like before we even get the job, I want to know how are you going to beat Ohio State? Right. Right. And I think that's 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 the big key now. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. You know, we got you also got to be Michigan State. But I think, you know, every year that game, that game, that game is going to be a a toss up. Right. As far as who's going to win, you know, and, you know, but uh, it was just um, it was just comic. Just, you know, I kind of chuckled to myself. But also when 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 he hired Mike last year, um, he really wasn't well known either. You know, yeah, people yeah. are having the same reactions that they're having now when he hired Jesse. Like, again, like, Jim, who is this guy? What are you doing? Right. And, you know, we saw how well that turned out. So maybe we give the guy, we give Jesse just one year before yeah. before we start judging him and, yeah. uh, you know, bring well, him, give him a chance to get on campus and, you know, start to work with the guys. And even if there is a little bit of a setback, you know, I think the offense is definitely going to take a step forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, from where they were, you know, they lose the running back Haskins, but I think they're still going to be really salty. Um, sort of a, a shorter one. I think this is the case, but do you think the offense can score enough to overcome, you know, maybe some adjustments on defense, getting used to a new scheme? Oh, 1000%. One million, you know, I don't, the highest percentage out there. Yes. I, I <laughs> firmly, my whole heart, like you want to, Put that, put that in the bank, you know, whatever you want to do, cliche. Look, <laughs> yeah, we lost we, we lost Haskin and we lost two offensive linemen. <clears throat> but we do gain from the portal a uh, All-American center from mm-hmm. Virginia. Uh, I'm not going to try to pronounce your name, but you know, from what I from what I see, you know, if you are an All-American, you're obviously a dog. Okay. Probably so, good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, I think who it was there. I think it was the right tackle, or I know, I know there's been a lot of shuffling around back and forth. You know, I know there's still three key guys there that I think, I think I did. I can't remember now, and I'm drawing a blank. It's I want to say it's our whole left side is still the same for the most part, which is good. Right? Yeah, our left guard, or you know, whatever left guard, left tackle, vice versa. You know, I think those two are the same for the most part, which is really good. Which is good, yeah. The center, obviously, you know, I think he's going to be fine. And the other tackle, I want to say he saw playing time. The name sounds familiar. I think it's like Trenton Jones or something like that. The name sounds really familiar. Uh, You know, I think he came in a couple of times when, you know, obviously, you know, you get get banged up during the season. Yeah, I need a couple plays. Yeah, Yeah. but, you know, he's been there, right? Like, he's he knows what it takes. Obviously, if he's a second string, he's going to be good enough to start, right? So... I'm right. not, uh, not really too. You know, it's it's it's, it's going to come come down to can that offensive line gel mesh really well together, right? right? That's going to be the thing. You know, you got Corm coming back, you got Donovan Edwards coming back, right? You're really not. Yes, we're losing Haskins, but it's not like it's you know we're not trying to rebuild. We're just reloading, right? Right. So you still had that one-two combination. Um. I would like to see Edwards maybe try to bulk up a little bit more. I mean, you know, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, he's 6'1", 202, but he's he's a sophomore coming in this year, right? So, yeah. you know, I really think I think he's going to be the new power back, right? You know, we're 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 on the five yard line and we need to punch in. I think that's going to be Edwards next year, and Quorum is just going to be 
what Quorum does. He's gonna, you know, break out his 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 video game jukes and you know <laughs> break off, you know, eighty like what seventy eighty yards and you know go score. So not really worried about our running back room uh, receivers. <laughs> you know, we really we lost no. If anything, we're gaining a big piece yeah. back in Ronnie Bell, right? Yeah. So it's it's the same old cliche, you know, as always. Can we stay healthy? Yeah. If we can stay healthy, I think we're going to be just fine on offense. You know, I unfortunately, the only thing I'm hesitant about the offense is in those games where, you know, it's going to, I think you're going to see a lot more shootouts maybe this year. Sure, sure. In the Big Ten, um, as far as for Michigan goes. But that's going to be the big, you know, don't don't look for the defense to win us any football games this year. Yeah. Right, right away. This is so. going to be, yeah, can the offense go tit for tat and keep scoring and mm-hmm. you know, keep up with, you know, again, in Ohio State bringing back a very good offense or, you know, I know Michigan State's still probably supposed to be good. So kind of getting into our last couple things, what do you think is maybe the ceiling and floor for Michigan this year, right? If everything goes well, what's Michigan doing? And then, you know, if they take the step back, the defense doesn't figure it out, you know, they can't replace the run game, you know, how, how bad could the season go for Michigan? Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm just going to put, put this out there right now. I'm not very good with numbers or math. So if my numbers okay. are off, I do apologize. But um, <laughs> our ceiling <laughs> for Michigan, our ceiling for Michigan, right? I'm going to, you know, like 12 and 2, 13 sure. and 1. You know, like they're going to, I hate to say it, I have, I have it's going to be a lot like last year, right? They're going to lose one game at some point during the regular season. I don't know which one it's going to be, but again, I could be wrong, right? It's, it's, it's going to have to come and see, you know, wait and see, you know, how the, how how they come out of the starting blocks, right? Right. But ultimately, I think you're looking at another 12 and two, 13 and one. Uh, I'm really going to save this and hit it hard in a second for when we do hot takes. But uh, you know, don't be surprised if they beat Ohio State again and right. and go back to back as Big Ten champs, right? Um, the floor for them, you know, you're looking at 10 and three, nine and four. Okay. Again, yep. You know, like again, respectable quote unquote, but like not what people are wanting. Right. right. I think after this past year, they are really, um, I think the expectations are super high for Michigan, unfortunately. Right. And it's, I wouldn't mm-hmm. say necessarily maybe unfortunately, but just, they're high, right? People have really high expectations. And when you don't meet those, people are going to hard, are going to hit hard crash, right? And there's going to probably gonna yeah. be a Twitter space out there for, for Michigan. And to get in it, you got to say fire Jim Harbaugh, right? <laughs> so, who knows? Oh, and, and, you know, and I can see that if, if, I can see that happening if they go 10 and three. I yeah. really do. And, and it's just because I think people are tired of it. And I will go off on a slight tangent here, okay? But it's, it's just that he does go ten and three. You, you want to fire him? Who are you going to bring in? Yeah. Who Who are you going to bring in? Right. I mean, Jimbo's locked down. <laughs> Saban's not leaving Alabama. You know, maybe Dabo, but it's just like who are you going to bring in? Yeah, has, grass isn't I, always greener. Yeah, it's right. Yeah. Who has that quality and can coach to that high level? Right. So it's like, yeah, we're we are always real quick to say fire this, fire him, but it's just like. Okay, but who are you gonna bring in? And right. is it is it gonna be better? No, probably not. So not immediately at least. You know, it, yeah. it typically I find that a lot with some of these bigger fan bases that are right on the doorstep. You know, they, they don't quite have a season they want. Maybe they have a couple seasons where it's a little tough and they wanna just get rid of the coach. Let's take the next step. The team that comes to mind for me is South Carolina, right? They were you know, kind of getting to that point where, you know, maybe Spurrier ain't doing the trick anymore. And so they move on. You know, and then they haven't really returned. They they haven't been able to find that top of the mountain since. And you know, I, I know that they've really gotten happy with Beamer down there, but um, you know, definitely not um, where they want to be right now. Um, you teased it a second ago. As far as hot takes go, um, we we want to talk a couple of hot takes. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. this isn't necessarily a stump speech, but we're going to put a couple predictions out there uh, for you. What are your hot takes when it comes to Michigan football this year? So I think the hottest one might be Michigan will be Ohio State again. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I firm, like, I cannot be more confident right now about that. You know, <laughs> maybe come ask me again in October, you know, maybe in October we'll take a, we'll, we'll take a heat check <laughs> and hopefully, <laughs> hopefully I still feel the same about that. But right. you know, honestly, look, like, you know, we, we really exploited a big flaw in Ohio State's defense last year. Right. That was they could not stop the run. You know, we're bringing back Quorum. You know, Donovan Edwards is going to be back, right? And, and maybe there's some little freshman that we don't know about who could also have a breakout season, right? Like, right. It's just the, the, the unknown right now is just um, – is incredible, right? So – and I know Ohio State really didn't lose. I don't, I don't really think they – I mean, I know they lost a couple of receivers in draft. They lost, you know, they lost Wilson. They lost uh, Alave. Um, but don't be surprised. You know, I'm saying it right now. You know, market, time, damp, state it, whatever you got to do. That's, you know, yeah. Ohio, Michigan will beat Ohio State. And they're at the shoe. Right. So that's it's, On the road you know, especially. Yeah. yeah. So it's going to be – it's going to be huge, you know, just I'm telling you right now. And then my other one, um, again, don't be surprised if Michigan runs it back and gets and gets back to back Big Ten, Big Ten titles. Yeah. You know, wow. I truly, really think like that's where the team is at right now. Um, they have that level, right? They have that caliber. I think they, they saw it last year themselves, right? Like, hey, we can do this. Hey, no, it's not just, it's not just Ohio State who can win titles. We can win titles too. And I think now that they see it, and tasted it, they've realized that this is doable and we're yeah. going to, and we're going to do it. And so, you know, again, don't be surprised. All right. Yeah. And you just teased it as well. Um, kind of looking at hot takes, you know, on this show, I'm known as kind of the keeper of the hot takes. So uh, I know you got a couple of hot takes for Michigan football. What are those hot takes? You know, not necessarily a stump speech here, but, you know, just kind of what are we talking about? What's going to happen that's going to make the rest of college football go, whoa, I guess Michigan is for real. Yeah. So, um, you know, hopefully I can uh, live up to the expectations that your listeners already have for you and your hot takes. But I think uh, definitely the hottest one right now, in my opinion, is Michigan will beat Ohio State again this season at the shoe. Okay, look, I know our defense is going to be really questionable right now. And again, don't be surprised if that game turns out to be a shootout, right? I think that I think the game this year will be a lot closer than it, than it was last year. I'm talking sure. like I'm talking three and seven point difference, right? It's going to come yeah. down to which team has the ball last. That's what that's what it will come down to in that game this year. So, you know, I know. Michigan really exploited uh, Ohio State last year and saw that, you know, their run game sucked, right? Like Oregon ran all over them. You know, Michigan did Michigan did the same thing last year, right? So don't be surprised if if Michigan runs it back and beats Ohio State. Yeah. And my other one, um, again, they're gonna don't be surprised if Michigan runs it back and repeats as Big Ten champions. Right. I think after last season, you know, yeah, it, it, it ended very bad. Disappointed is, you know, probably the best word to use <laughs> yeah. in that. But, uh, you know, I think that this team, they've gotten a taste, right, of what, what, it, what it feels like. Right. Right. They've gotten that taste and they've seen that, you know, hey, we can win championships. It's not just Ohio State. You know, so why not us, right? That's it's that whole mentality. Why not us, right? So don't so really don't be surprised what what happens if you know they run it back and they go back to back as champs. Yeah, wow, definitely some hot takes there. I mean, obviously, I guess if you do beat Ohio State, you'd imagine they're sitting in the driver's seat for that division and will probably go and appear in the championship game. But to go the whole way, uh, I mean, we said Harbaugh bought some good grace there. I think that would buy him more than a little good grace. Um, and so, you know, kind of closing this up a little bit, you know, Teddy, you are, you know, Michigan super fan here. Um, we're, we're talking preseason hype speech. Give us maybe one or two minutes to kind of rah-rah the Michigan fans and make all the other Big Ten fans maybe a little upset. You know, give us a little bit of a preseason hype speech. You know, get us going. Why are we excited about Michigan this year? All right. So, I mean, I, I don't know about everyone else, but I am – 
too hyped. Like I'm really going to hope my desk doesn't collapse as I give, as I give the speech, you know, don't be surprised if I just get up and I run out and I, and I run through my door. Right. But look, here's the deal, right? We're coming back. You know, our offense still loaded. Our defense is going to be fine. Okay. We just got to give Jesse a chance to come in and do his thing. Right. The first three games. Yeah. I expect them to be blowouts. Okay. I really do. Okay, right. but give them time. The second it falls apart, or the second that you know they don't look like they should be, let's everyone just relax. Okay, and right now I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go to bat for my quarterback, Cade McNamara. Okay, all these Michigan fans need to listen up. Okay, and again, this is no disrespect to JJ at, at all. I think he is a hell of a player, and I think he will get his chance. Okay, but right now is Cade's time, so I need everyone to listen up. Okay, Cade is a good quarterback. Okay, <laughs> he can win us games. Okay, he's not going to have your video game like stats every game, and that is okay. But he will win us games and has won us games. Okay, you look at his stats last season. You know, nine for eleven against Western Michigan, seven fifteen against against Washington, right? You know, wow, only only seven completions and forty four yards. Yeah, but look, we ran all over them, right? When you have a run game like this, you don't need to air it out every other play, right? And then you skip skip along. Look at look at Wisconsin, seventeen to twenty eight, hundred ninety seven yards, two touchdowns. Nebraska, twenty two attempts, thirty eight completions, two hundred fifty yards. You know, and that, and then again, I said earlier that was his first interception. Okay, you look at, you know, I know he lost to Michigan State, but you know, three hundred and eighty-three yards, two hundred two like, two touchdowns. Okay, what what I'm getting at here is Cade can win games, so we're not going to give up on Cade. We're gonna we're we're gonna have his back. We're gonna we're we're gonna ride him through the season. Okay, and we're gonna win. All right. Forever, go blue. Oh, yeah. Man, come on. Where's the brick wall for me to run through? <laughs> come on. I woke up feeling the cheesiest coach. You know, <laughs> Come on. That's awesome. I love that. Well, hey, Teddy, I appreciate you coming on today. It was a lot of fun. Um, definitely fun and excited for the Big Ten season coming up here with Michigan. We'll definitely be watching them pretty close. Uh, and, again, want to just one more time shout out the socials, you know, 3TechPod on Instagram, on Twitter. Send us an email. Uh, over 3techpod at gmail.com. Leave us five-star reviews wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, It really would appreciate that. Uh, Again, for Teddy Moore today, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, We'll see you next time on the 3Tech.